Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. All right. It's the post-game live stream. Welcome to Happy Foot, Sad Foot. This is your host, Darren Miller. I'm here with Vince LaRosa, and we will perhaps be joined by Travis Elwig <laughs> soon, later. We don't know. He's at a wedding. We just witnessed an interesting game. We'll put it that way. Happy to be joined here by Vince to help us unpack it. I will say Vince LaRosa has been firing on all cylinders way more than LAFC did this game. We, we, we're getting spoiled here. We're getting anatomy of a goal. We're getting previews. We're getting takeaways. We're getting MVPs coming back. This is great. This is great. Not a draw from Vince LaRosa. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're digging deep, and I appreciate it. I mean, I, mean we have, I have been putting out a I'm lot of content. I'm evaluating we, your we, performance instead of LAFC's. Yeah, we're, we're, we're 100% sure that LAFC <laughs> was in Colorado. We, we know they played a game. They tied, and that's about it. That's the, These are the things that we know. I mean, look. This is fun for you and I because we get to use our words and, and we can just say whatever we want. But I'm going to have to write about this, Darren. How am I going to write three takeaways about a 0-0 draw in which literally maybe Denny Bwonga missed a chance that maybe he should have scored and the Rapids took a lot of corner kicks? That's about it, right? That was a that was a lot of corner kicks. A lot, <laughs> almost impressive. If it was, if I wasn't so frustrated, yeah, that was a it was a frustrating game to watch. Again, I will say, where it's I think what was, what is scary about this to me is it's starting to feel like a bit of a pattern in that it, it, it's not every game, but like I remember at halftime being like, okay, well we've been kind of a second half team, maybe we'll pick it up, and it's like, well, it's not good to be a second half team in this high altitude. <laughs> Right. They're just dogging it halfway through the second half. Yeah. So I don't know. They, we couldn't quite put anything together. It felt like maybe the first half was like a very thorough investigation of all of our options and mm-hmm. then kind of stopped doing that, but didn't really take advantage of anything in the second half. I'm circling the the meat no, of, of what actually happened here. But no, I mean, that's what happened. I feel like what happened was they, you know, they started out and they were passing the ball around, moving it around. And they were like, you know what, Colorado's maybe not going to give us much. And then they were like, well, Colorado's not going to do much other than what's on the set piece. So 
wait, we have a game on Wednesday. Maybe we don't have to care so much about this, and but maybe we could steal it. Because, like, look, when Bowanga in that last minute of the half almost just decides to go on a walkabout and score a goal, you're thinking, oh, well, maybe our individual talent can win this game. And maybe this is the part of the trap game that we yep. don't talk as much about, is you look ahead to another game, and yeah, you don't like trap game. The biggest thing is you, you don't want to lose that trap game, but maybe they're looking at this and saying, Hey, well, if we can get out of this completely unscathed and we get a point, we don't lose a game. We're still undefeated. We'll go into Wednesday and we'll feel good. And everyone's, you know, Steve makes changes that he needs to make. Carlos Vela comes in, comes out. Giorgio Chiellini comes out. Mm-hmm. Everyone should be ready to go for Wednesday. So in all, for all intents and purposes, this is a, moral victory i suppose you could say but for us watching at home we're like (laughs) not great yeah i i have the standard the standard no injuries for my happy foot on this one but yeah that's that's what was there a moment in the game where you felt like okay they're making that shift to like like just turning it "Mm, off okay let's just get out of this yeah um to me it felt like the whole second half was maybe like 10 minutes into the second half they're like eh, fuck it (laughs) Even maybe even before, I honestly think that when even before that, when Boanga just decided to go on his own, everyone was like, "Oh, that's cool. You can do that. That's rad. Go ahead and do that. Oh, you can could maybe you'll save us like you did before." And then it didn't happen. And yeah, it just it was very cumbersome. That almost happened right at the end too. Yeah, and it was again like they're like maybe our individual talent is good enough, and it look it is at times. And that's kind of what great teams do. I, I always like to point to Real Madrid, who doesn't seem to have this like coherent, like super strategic tactical plan, but they just have the best players. <laughs> and sometimes when you just have the best players, you can, as a coach yeah, go, yeah. Hey, why don't you guys go out there and try something? And at points they did. And at other points that the one thing that they did when they listened to their coaches, like, just don't fuck anything up. And that's what they did. At least, at least if Steve was like really looking back at this game going, where did they listen to me? Well, they didn't fuck anything up. That's great. But otherwise it was very pedestrian of a performance and just honestly, it's any other team, which I guess is when you're not considering a trap game, because if you're playing against, let's say a Seattle or a Minnesota or a better team, you're expecting them to give a little bit more, but. Colorado's not great. They don't know much about themselves. They have a lot going on as well. I think that's where LAFC is like, well, let's just lean into it. We'll take the point. You're ha- Colorado, you happy with it? We're happy with it. Let's all go. It's like, uh, it's it, it just reminds me of the Simpsons, yeah. Simpsons when they're yeah. passing the ball back and forth. And it's just like, to Ronaldo, back to Ronaldo, <laughs> to Ronaldo. And it's like, okay, we're good with this. Man, yeah, it, it did feel like there's a bit of a like a, a gentleman's agreement going on. Yeah, we'll take we'll take the point. We both get a point. Um, we don't yeah. have to lose. Colorado can say, hey, LFC's a pretty good team. We did pretty good against them at home. I guess the the I will say this, the one worry, I mean, my sad foot would be set pieces I'm worried about. I think just in general, and not just from this game. We you and I talked about it. This was like 10, 11 corners, which is a lot of corners. But in other games, LAFC mm-hmm. has seemed like the most that they give up to any one team is through set pieces. So you got to look at that two ways. You can stop giving up set pieces, which LAFC plays in a function in which they're either going to high press, and when they can't high press, they're going to drop back, and they're going to deal with teams, and they're going to absorb pressure, and sometimes you just run into fouls. Or you can be really good at defending set pieces. Unfortunately, I don't think LAFC is really good at set pieces as much as John McCarthy made some good saves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, set pieces are still hard to score from. This is not a recipe for success, especially in when we're going into the latter stages of a cup tournament. 
set pieces will get much more important as we go farther into CONCACAF Champions League. Yeah, that did seem concerning. And I, I, that's also a good point about McCarthy. That It was nice to see him feeling solid. That that was maybe a, I wouldn't quite say a happy foot, but consolation. But yeah, that's it was an interesting combination of them having so many set pieces that felt pretty precarious, like you're saying. And then uh, on our set pieces, we were just kind of like, I don't know, let's just go for it. There's a lot of, I, but that was true off the set pieces too. It was, it was true in general. I think one of our big problems was just that it, I guess that's the double edged sword of people, uh, of the individual talent trying to take over. It's just like, there's a lot of just pulling the trigger. There wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of like establishing a rhythm and a shape and, you know, getting a play through. We had a few, maybe 30th minute ish. There were a few plays that were like, Oh, we're finding something here. There were like two give and goes with Vela in a row that almost resulted in goals. And it's like, okay, we're figuring out a way to just like, we're, this is a path we can keep exploiting. And then, then that was kind of it. <laughs> um, yeah. Early on, I actually that, wrote it felt this- like a lot of people trying to do it all, all at once. Yeah, I wrote it in my notes early on. I was actually very happy because I didn't think Carlos had his best game the previous game. And then this game in the first couple mm-hmm. minutes, and you're pointing to those exact two sequences, Carlos laid it off and then ran 30 yards to like really burst forward to get on the head of a ball. He couldn't quite get there. And then about a couple minutes later, he actually did head a ball. That was a very good save by Yarborough. And those are moments where um, a lot of people have yeah. criticized the team where they're like, you don't have a true number nine. And I've on the flip side said, look, Carlos knows when he can get into those spaces and you saw him get into those spaces. And I thought that was really encouraging and that's a good sign for things going forward. But then it stopped and it it goes right back to what we were talking about at the beginning at about 45 minutes or halftime. It was like, the team was like, you know, I'm a little tired, a little gassed. We're going to play on Wednesday. (laughs) Maybe we just see what happens. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was a a frustration of mine too. I, I, I don't know whether you would know better than I would. I don't know whether Vela is just constantly double teamed or what, but it feels like I'm always finding myself being like, why aren't we finding him? It mm-hmm. just feels like he can create goals so well. He can create plays and we're just not finding him. What mm-hmm. I, those couple of instances we did. And then the rest of the game until he came out, it was just like, he was nowhere. I've criticized. I, I don't know the how team. many, I, I should have kept better track, but I don't know how many times we went for that. I don't know how many mm-hmm. times we passed to him, but. They know. talked about it a little bit on the broadcast, and I thought Heath Pierce and, and Mark Rogandino were good about this. Was And both teams were kind of like this, where they were just playing direct. They were like, let's see if we can get one pass, and then that guy scores. And you're and if you think about it, the if that's going to happen, that's going to be somebody like Mahala. That's going to be somebody like Bawanga. So to your point about not finding Carlos, and I've actually talked about this with the team, it's felt like they've tried to go one pass and goal too often. And that's, that is a function of the team. Like Steve says to them, look, if there's space in behind and when they were the most dangerous, it was when they found space in behind the, the Colorado backline. But there's almost like you go too much to the well. They just kept going too much to the well. And then to your point, it, it, it kind of cancels out one of your best players because Carlos is going to not do that. He's going to show defeat. So as you're going over his head, he's probably wondering, Hey guys, may you pass to me? I can turn and, and do some things. So. I think they do need to find yeah. a way and find a rhythm. And I think that's that's probably, at the end of the day, our biggest point in all of this. Like or what we're circling around for all this is there was no rhythm. Really no rhythm, no like rhyme or reason to LAFC. It was just like, get the ball, see if you can get it forward, see if you can get a chance. But we're not going to work it together. We're just trying to play hero ball here. It's It's that basketball equivalent of like, 
get it to the guy, let him make it. I was just about to say that. Yeah, I was just going to say at one point it was just like it, it makes us run too much too. Like it, it mm. felt like basketball at one point. We were just going all the way up, all the way back, all the way up because you leave the back door open too. Because mm-hmm. everyone, you don't get a, a chance to establish yourself and the whole team. So now it's just like fire away, and then they get the ball back, and then it's like, oh, we better get back. And, oh, corner kick, okay. <laughs> and then it, yeah, it did feel like a basketball game at one point for sure. Yeah, and at altitude, crazy. Yeah, how, how uh, long can you do that for? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I this was the game where they needed to kind of. They could have. You would think with this matchup, they could have just put the game away in the first fifteen minutes and then called it a day. <laughs> right. But, yeah. That did not happen. Yeah. Ao in the comments says, "Take the point and run away, far away." <laughs> that's that's fair. To be fair, it hasn't been. It does feel a little, I was going to say, it's feeling familiar, this feeling of like. Well, there's been no draws in, in, I believe, in this, in the, between these two teams. There's, it's always some, there's been a winner. And then the home team has won seven of eight. LAFC has the only win away from home, which was back in 2018. So in some ways, to AO's credit, like, yeah, I mean, if you've not been playing well in a place like that, and of course, coming up on a big run of a lot of games, Maybe you just take it. Maybe you just you say, okay, that's not too bad. There's no glaring problems with the team. We feel pretty good going into the rest of what we have coming ahead, which is midweek van- going to Vancouver, which, by the way, is another place LAFC does not play very well. And then you're back at home against Austin, which is oh a God. league game, but we hate Austin, right? Like They're like this new growing rivalry. We want to beat uh-huh. them. I, I, I'm getting tired of games that are like, there's just no easy wins. And we're at the top of the league. There should be some. <laughs> like, right. The good yeah, news is St. Louis lost, although Seattle won. But it, by winning, they had to beat the Galaxy. I missed that. I was wondering that. Yeah, Seattle ended up winning 2-1. to one. St. Louis ended up losing. So uh, at this point, I guess that means Seattle okay. is on. Are they on? They're, I guess they're one point behind. We're, we were both even going into this. You know, so, yeah, our audience, when you run the numbers, they're all really good at math. They Good. can figure it out. Because you and I, we're, we're the rider creative types. We that's not you. our, you that's not our strong suit. Yeah. Yeah. You guys just like it, either look it up or just like do the addition subtraction that we can't, you know? Also, it'll, I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much, audience. It'll be the same tomorrow as it is when we got it wrong today. So just lay off us. It'll be the same tomorrow. It won't yeah. change. Yeah. It's fine. Well, for everyone that's wondering why Darren and I are like trying to struggle through this a little bit, we were really counting on Travis to just come in here and just be <laughs> horribly drunk and like halfway doing karaoke <laughs> to shout because he's like at a wedding and just telling us like, I watch the game on my phone. I, I was even planning on watching the game at a wedding, which by the way, rude. Uh, I doubt he was going to watch the game. He texted He texted in like, how's it going? So I don't know whether he was planning on coming here and pretending he was watching the game or what, Just but vibes. it wasn't going to happen. I've got maybe a, an unnecessary specific gripe that I can get off my chest as well. I, I'm starting to get a little tired of Palacios just kind of heaving it over the net. He's becoming like a reliable field goal kicker. Is that fair to say? Is that an unfair criticism? Are you sure I feel you don't like have it's the wrong? Are you sure you don't have the wrong? Frequently. Ecuadorian because I feel like that's a Sifu problem. Oh, maybe. I, you, I would think that. Palacios did it at least twice this game, I think. No, I, I think he did do it twice this game. Maybe. He's not. I mean, he's not a, he's not a shooter. <laughs> um, so look, if the ball is landing on his foot and you're relying on him to, to finish a goal for you, I think he has one goal for LAFC in all the years he's played with us. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, 
The I would say that maybe one thing you could point to is although we have scored a decent amount of goals, not to where you'd be worried, there has been a lack of sharpness in some areas and some times when you really kind of needed a goal. And that's just something that sometimes comes with uh, games and seasoning. But yeah, there's some guys that, Darren, let me put it this way. There's a lot of people that tell me like after games, they're like, well, why don't they shoot more from farther? And then I point to something, somebody like, Cheeky oh, really? Palacios putting it out. Yeah. Putting it over the night. I go, do you really want them to? And also <laughs> it's just not, it's not high percentage. Like it's actually shooting from farther. One is not high percentage. And two, actually the percentage of the, the, the trade-off of how likely you are to score and how likely if you take that, the other team to score is usually not in your favor. So it's not good. And, and don't get me wrong. I, a lot of people say LAFC likes to walk it into the net. No, they just like to get the highest percentage shot, but yeah. Shooting from farther is not the answer. Yeah, I'll say I'll, I'm also that's kind of a pet peeve of mine in general. I'm going to be the curmudgeonly about that and and be sent more sensitive to it than most people when I see it. Like I, I just anytime I ever see someone shooting from that far out, I'm just like, what? Why? Why? You just ruined the whole play. So yeah, I, I just oh. never see the value. In it. And then Look, you know, every oh, now and again, oh. one person scores and it's like it justifies right. it. It's like. Yeah, but you, still you go crazy. Yeah, look for fans. It's a, it's a highlight. You go nuts. Yeah. You you walk home from the stadium and go like, oh, that was incredible when he shot it from twenty five yards out. But the likelihood right. that it will actually <laughs> actually go in is very low. Yeah, you made you made a good point earlier about subs. Uh, felt like we did get a chance to rest guys well enough. Guys got chances. I was hoping when Buke came in, he would. It, yeah, the, the subs that came in seemed. I was very optimistic that they were like, well, they've got energy. This is like those are the good fresh legs that you might want in a situation like this. But they were quickly just as tired as everybody else. It seemed like there were a few. There were a few moments where Buke tried to get into the mix, but maybe it was just too little, too late. Yeah, both teams just tried to go front to back too easy, which basically is like you take it from the back line, you huff it forward. And the other team is it has an advantage in that, right? Because usually you have less people forward. The other team has more people back. You're you're just trying to go maybe two v one or or get into situations. And you're right. It, they, it almost made them look more tired than they were because they're just you're you're. It's like your head's on a swivel. It's like here and then it's there and it's there. And what can you really do? So yeah, they they got moved into a game where there was no rhythm, and for them to maybe rustle that game. You're asking a lot of of guys, even if they are they are very talented, like Buke and Jose C. Fuentes. Yeah, I, I can I can say that Travis and I made bets going into this game that, of course, neither hit. Nope. My bet no, was that uh, both Acostas would score. Yeah, both played. <laughs> not happening. We did not see Nikola nope. Jokic at all. I doubt he was there. You know what he should have nope. bet, in which there's no way to find out if if Nikola Jokic Jokic knows who the Rapids are, right? Like if, that is, if yeah, he that's funny. Actually, knows yeah. who they are. Any comment be, about uh, the Rapids throughout the season? <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, you know, I'd love yeah, to check out a Rapids I think game. Their trouble might have. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I wonder if there's the same sort of like they're trying to foster this relationship between players and different teams and LAFC here in LA. I wonder if anything like that rem- even remotely exists in other cities. I'm sure um, they try. They that, do a really that, good job that. of that here. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, yeah. Dick's Sporting Goods Park is, it literally is, I mean, it's once you get outside of Denver proper, it's like a wasteland. And so it's interesting to be there at Dick's Sporting Goods Park because it's just flat land and nothing around there. So it wouldn't surprise me if no one else knows out, outside of Denver proper that it exists. Yeah, why would you? Yeah, that makes sense. I I interviewed Mitchell Carroll, who hosts the DNVR Rapids podcast for the preview episode. If you are listening and haven't listened to that, feel free to check it out. But he had a lot to say about the, the stadium being not quite ideal, some of which I... I I had to cut just for time because he, he went a little more into, into more detail. But yeah, I haven't been there and I was paying extra attention because of my conversation with him when I was watching today about what the vibe was like there. And it, it really felt like college vibes. It was like, Oh, you're on some kind of like remote campus and this is mm-hmm. going to open out onto the quad. Who is um, there? Yeah. It didn't in, seem great. I was there in 2021 when LAFC lost that last game of the season where the, maybe they could have gotten the playoffs and Colorado actually took the top spot in the West. And I hadn't been to Denver probably in like seven or eight years. And I will say that Denver has like grown since. So give it another 10, 15 years. And maybe the city will have grown out so much that the stadium is actually encompassing the city. I don't know. Um, but it's going to, yeah, I agree with them. It's, it's a weird spot. It's a tough spot. Yeah. I, I mean, that's not there. It's not unique to Colorado. There's plenty of stadiums with that problem in the MLS yes. for sure. Galaxy. Until we came around. Yeah. Carson. <laughs> um, uh, there's some more comments here. Uh, I, uh, Mario says, I know elevation is hard for players not used to it physically. How does it affect the ball? Does it, does the ball behave differently? I mean that, yeah, the ball kind of moves at a different pace, but is it actually perceptible to you in real time? I, 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 I don't know. We'd have to ask, but I, I guess a scientist would say, yes. They did make a comment about that on the, on the broadcast. <laughs> they did. Well, and I, I don't know. Yeah. And I honestly was like, okay, Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, let's calm down here. No, Neil deGrasse Tyson comes in and goes, actually, it doesn't. Yeah, the ball, it it's fine. the curvature of the earth, <laughs> it would revert to, okay, calm down. Explain that to Carlos. Actually, Bella. the human eye that's perceiving it as a totally different speed. Yeah, if you're, but if you're um, watching in 4K, you'll never It's know. actually the resolution that you're noticing. <laughs> Ilias American now, give that man some apple pie. Yeah, that, that should be a happy foot. That's a happy foot. Of the, we'll extend it to the whole week. We'll say that's that's our happy foot. I was actually thinking about Ilya in general. I we, he doesn't get talked about enough. He's like mm. by default just unsung hero. He's just always in the background making things happen. I don't want to assume that he did that again today, but yeah, I don't know. I just want to give him some props. Yeah, he's he's because, a safety yeah, valve. He, he doesn't he doesn't get it enough. He's a yeah, he's a linchpin. He's a safety valve in a lot of ways. He's behind the play. You almost don't see him off screen, but whatever he's doing off screen is important to what's going on. I will say this. I got to I got to be there for media day ahead of when they were leaving. And Ilya Sanchez, very happy to be an American citizen and very humble as he always is speaking about oh, it. Awesome. It, was, it. It was a very big moment to him. And it was very cool. It's it's look, we, we think about these guys and they do incredible things. And that's why we, we love them. But they are human beings. And there is something 
cool about a guy that's able to be very human and uh, personal in that moment. And Ilya Sanchez is top of that list. Uh, so for him to uh, to kind of op- pull back the curtain and really share with us and be vulnerable, it, it meant it meant a lot to him. And I know everyone's mind goes directly to, oh, could he play for the national team? He would love to. I'm sure he would. And he would take that call in a minute because he has appreciated everything since, like he said, he said to us, the moment he got here, he was treated in a way that made him realize it was it's a special place here in America and he was happy to be here. So I'm sure he would, but more so, it just if this is something he wanted and it took it was a five year journey for him, that's awesome. Like that's just so cool. Like it doesn't even matter about national teams and playing it. It's just like yeah. that's what he wanted. It's cool. He's an American citizen. He wanted to feel a part of something. And I think that to him was more important than than any kind of you know designation for national teams. It was about being a part of something that he felt welcomed into the second he touched down from the plane. Yeah, that is very cool. I, I think that also points to like long term. It's it's easy to get frustrated with these individual games, but between last week with Buanga's flight across the earth to to get back and be with the team. And this, like, we are only getting very positive signs that guys are, like, at home with the team and feeling good about the future. And, I, I mean, we haven't been here that long. Thinking long-term is a good thing. This mm-hmm. is – these are very good signs. So, yeah, that is great. I'm looking at more comments here. It says, happy foot, still haven't lost. Sad foot, Travis's prediction cursed. <laughs> This is all Travis's <laughs> fault. I think you're referring, Ao. I think you're referring to the to the storyline segment where Travis seems to. Uh, I think anytime Travis is optimistic, it does not go well. <laughs> but by default, he's not optimistic. So I think the goal is always to find a way to be optimistic, and then it never works out. <laughs> which ultimately is very fun. I think. Let's see. Happy Foot got a point, and the team is building nicely. Sad Foot, so many missed opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, that sums it up well. It's an interesting missed up. Like I almost wish there were more missed up. There were, I would say, last couple of games. The frustration was like we just seemed so close. We kept getting shots and getting shots, and nothing fell. And I would rather have that frustration than than this sort of lukewarm kind of. I don't know. Yeah, oddly, no. Okay. Oddly, I feel like (laughs) yeah, the Seattle game actually had more opportunities, although it felt like less. Less clear, like in the last two games, there hasn't been as many, I guess, what we would call bona fide, like clear cut, big opportunities. So that could be a little bit of a worry. Like they're taking shots, but they're not big opportunities. So I, I would, that's something to keep an eye on. Are we sputtering a little bit to create big opportunities? And are we relying too much on individual brilliance of a Boanga doing something incredible as opposed to, you know, look, I, again, we'll harp back to what I said. You know, a lot of people complain LAFC wants to walk it into the net, but you get chances from six, ten yards out. Those are high chances. Those are the, the highest likelihood. That's the chances you want. I don't think we've we've seen a lot of those since the Seattle game. I, I love seeing goals getting walked into the net. I've, that that's always when I'm like, oh yeah, that was that must have been a really smart play that they were able to walk it into the net. I mean, that, that's a sign mm-hmm. of the return you get for the work you put into getting there. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So let's see. I know Vince doesn't like the term, but was this a trap game? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's not the best game, but we were able to get out of it. I just, it, the only reason I don't love the term yeah. is, as I, I pointed to in my piece, was it's like the players will never admit to it. So if they don't believe in it, then how can it be? I think 
it's it's interesting. Trap games are all for us, for us watching it. We're the ones that talk about those things. So I will let the trap game live on in lore of the fans watching it. But players, I they really don't. I, I I'm being dead honest with you. I went to Steve Trundle and I said, "So, uh, well, how do you feel about the concept of a trap game?" He goes, "What's that?" I'm like, "A trap game." Yeah, I, I heard you. What is that? <laughs> and I explained it to him. I go, what, have you been in Germany too long? You know what a yeah. trap game is. And I thought he was joking with me. He goes, no, literally explain it to me. I go, well, when you, you have other games and you're the better team, you look ahead of me. He goes, oh, yeah, I get that concept. But trap game? Never heard it. So there you go. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's almost almost like for we're trying to approach the game as fans and as media. And it, it's almost like for ourselves to be like, let's not be too overconfident about how I mean that was the two the two sides of the equation that Travis was approaching in our mm-hmm. preview episode of like overconfidence and also this overconfidence it, might bite me in the ass. Like yeah. it's almost for our own sake to not go too far with like how easy this game is going to be because I mean look like idiots. Mm-hmm. But, the but team yeah, is never I don't know. I, I don't know if the players are doing anything like that at all. No, I don't think they're yeah, ever well, strolling. Yeah, that's, that's, ever, they're ever you know walking they're? around going like no, I don't think they're ever walking around going guys. Colorado this week, wink, wink, we got this. I don't think they ever do that. So I think that's where the, 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 the two paths diverge. Like, I think we look at it and go like, that should be an easy win. We're connecting the dots. There's no way players just go, guys, this week, got this. We got this. I think they go into every game and I think they, <laughs> at least the good teams, the smart teams respect opponents to a certain level of knowing, yes, are we a better team? Of course. Can they beat us though? Of course. Like they, they see both sides of the coin. That makes sense. I have no reason to doubt that. I, I will say just a potential counterpoint to that is, could you characterize the fact that they were kind of going for it all at once as like shortcuts that they thought they might be able to take given the matchup and that it was a little like naive to be like, maybe oh, we but don't didn't have you think to that- do the extra work of putting plays together fair but, but didn't you think also they played like, it, it's not like they're that conscious of it on the field true yeah Was they're that- always they're always just they're always just looking for advantages right so if they see space but uh, what i my right, counterpoint right. would be didn't you feel like in some ways they played like that against dallas for long periods of time mm-hmm. yeah so yeah yeah it's I, hard to say i think you're right I, we I only we only it's a it's a team issue not a game know. issue yeah, we only, I always like to say we only know yep. what we know. We can surmise this, and this I do try to do this in my writing too. I could make a lot of generalized assumptions that I think are true, but does that help you as a as the my public that wants to read what I write? Like, I'm just if I'm just making it up, then what's the point? Like, I'm trying to give you the the things of the right. way they think and the things of the way they do. So, I, look, I do think. I do think that there is a, a modicum of players that go like, we should win this game. There's no reason we shouldn't, but most professionals should get through a game knowing if I don't do the things I have to do any team in this league can beat us. And that's, that's the beauty of this sport. So I think that that's important to consider as well. Executing the game plan is enough to worry about. Honestly, mm-hmm. like the, 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 they don't have to play mind games with themselves or the other team or anything. They, they, they got to right. go out there and perform. It makes sense. So we're looking ahead to next game. We do have some rested guys. It's not going to be that terrible. We we do have mm-hmm. the happy foot of no injuries. Mm-hmm. So that that doesn't that doesn't look too bad. We're still technically undefeated. So I think we can re- remain cautiously optimistic moving forward as well. I did have one thought. We're, we're talking, talking back about it being potentially a trap game. 
right before the game started, I this thought just popped into my head when they were warming up and they were looking. I was looking at the Colorado lineup and I was like, you know, there's a good chance that like Colorado wasn't supposed to be this bad at the beginning of the season. Like, there's a good chance that they just had a shitty first few games and the story of this season ends in a way better place. And this is just the game where that starts. Like they could still end up being a a solid team at the end of this season because they're in such a weird place. I mean, I guess with the Jack Price injury, that's probably not going to happen, but they I'll give them some credit for this game. Like it, it wasn't all LAFC, not finding a way to put the nail in the coffin that they, they played pretty well. It seemed like they they held their own. I've seen. It didn't I've feel like we were much, playing a shitty team. Yeah, no, I've seen much worse teams in this league throughout the years, and Colorado is not as horrible as people want to make it out to be. It's early in the season. They've made a lot. They've brought in a lot of players, and it takes time to integrate players. I also feel like they're changing their system a little bit, which also takes time. So you have those two things coming together. I agree with you. They they could end up being a very good team. And this could have very well been the game, the catalyst, and it still could be. To get a 0-0 draw against LFC, you're always going to go, well, we played, we went toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in the league. Well, how can we build off that? But uh, yes, there I've seen worse teams. So yes, take from this a point and be kind of a not, not excited, but be content with it because this is not, we're not talking about an absolute garbage team that you should just steamroll. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. Thank you everyone for joining us and sticking with us in the chat here. Thank you, Vince, so much. It's always such a pleasure to have you here. Tell everybody where they can find everything coming out from you this week and beyond. It's vincelarosa.substack.com. You can go there, you can subscribe, and everything that I write will go right to your email. So you don't even have to continue to go back to that URL. Just go to it once. Or you can follow me at at Vince LaRose. That's on Instagram as well as on Twitter. And I want to thank you, Darren, for being here, but not Travis, because he was not here. Everyone harass Travis. You can do it through the Happy Foots Foot social accounts. I'll make sure that he sees it. Just... Just give him hell for not, you know, interrupting a friend's wedding to join a post-game live stream for his favorite <laughs> soccer club. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> Would Come have on. been truly insane if he had joined. <laughs> but Maybe, on brand. Could have, there, was, there was a version of that where he would have just like ruined a wedding, but it's all good. <laughs> Honestly thought he was going to join with the microphone in hand, giving like a speech and being like, everybody, I would like you to meet the Happy Foot, Sad Foot podcast. And he was just going to do the whole thing for us. There. Oh my God. It would have been incredible. We got to get Next into time. another wedding so we can try again. Yeah, we'll someone, get, someone else get married. Let us know. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for joining us. We will have a recorded version of this out shortly and a preview episode out next week. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social. Do whatever you can. And keep looking forward to the next game. We'll see you soon. Take care, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.